So are either of you feeling optimistic about things? Oh gosh, don't everybody answer at once. Uh, I guess I'm unsure. There seems to be a lot of that going around these days, doesn't there? Hi, I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City. That was Shelly Fortner. She is the executive director of the Hunger Task Force of La Crosse, and also Jean Taylor, who is the operations manager of our six radio stations at Midwest Family of La Crosse. We'll talk with them both about the ongoing needs of the Hunger Task Force, how this coronavirus situation has changed things for the long term, and also we'll talk about a very specific program that they have going on for the next several weeks called Food Drive Fridays. All of that and some talk about life in general coming up on Around River City. Welcome back to Around River City. I'm Ken Cooper, and we're talking with Shelley Fortner, the executive director of the Hunger Task Force in La Crosse, and also Jean Taylor. She's half the morning show on 95.7 The Rock, and she is also the operations manager of the six radio stations at Midwest Family of La Crosse. And as so many conversations do right now, uh, we have to start out by just asking, how are you doing? Oh, you mean personally? Well, you know what? This is, I'm, I'm kind of exhausted um, but there's so many great things going on right now just to, you know, help people in the community. And it's just, you know, even though I'm exhausted, I know there's work to be done and, and it's good work. So I'm really still glad to be here. I really am. So the work you think helps is helping you get through? Well, yeah. Um, you know, it's good to be busy. It's good to have something that you're working towards. It's really, really good to have so many community members and you know, just partners helping us do this. I mean, it's not like we're in this alone, which is, you know, really helpful for me personally. Mm -hmm. And Jean, I know that you're kind of working kind of half and half from home and from the radio station building. And I know that you've got three, I think all three are teenagers at home and a husband at home. In all honesty, are you kind of happy to get out now and again? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm extremely blessed that I'm still uh, working, that I'm essential and that um, at least part, if not the majority of my day, but certainly part of my day, uh, every day is spent at the radio station um, focusing on, you know, the products and our partnerships and how we're serving the community and, you know, and, and adding some, um, regularity to what is a not a regular life right now. It feels regular to get up and take a shower and go to the office, even though the hours may be adjusted some, it's still normal. Does it make you appreciate those little daily parts of your routine a little bit more? Yeah, I think the biggest struggle isn't necessarily with my routine. It's trying to get the kids on any and keep them on any sort of a Monday through Friday routine. That's that's my biggest struggle. Yeah, I think, well, as a mom, you, you know that's going to be a continuing struggle always and forever. Yeah, under really weird circumstances, though, and I'm sure you as a parent and everyone else around, depending on their age, you know, and and what that day looks like. And certainly with teenagers trying to get that to be anything that resembles a regular school day is challenging. Right. It's funny. I used, uh, Shelly, I was talking with Jean earlier today and I used the word uh, or the phrase, you know, back when things get to normal. 
And Gene <laughs> just sort of laughed. And it's really funny. I, I think people are starting, now that we've been in this for a while, people are starting to think of what will the new normal be? Are you seeing any societal changes that are going to stick, do you think? Well, you know, I'm kind of hoping with, especially with, you know, my immediate family and employees and friends and such, that we're just going to be more mindful, I think, from now on, just, you know, how often we're washing our hands and, you know, that, that we shouldn't really cough on people. And, you know, I mean, sometimes you just, you just kind of go about and you're not thinking about those things. I think this is making us really sensitive to that kind of stuff. And I hope it, you know, I hope it continues. Obviously it's better for everybody to, you know, wash your hands more and, you know, just take care of yourself better. In your uh, position as the executive director at the Hunger Task Force, your whole job is anticipating need. And there have been some crazy times for us and uh, for the country and the world in the past. Could could you or did you at all expect anything like this? Ever? Um, You know, probably not. But what we, uh, probably not to this extent. But what I think that we've always, kind of known or I've always known in my position at the Hunger Task Force is that, you know, there's, there's, there's so many people already living paycheck to paycheck. So, you know, what, what, uh, you know, people were struggling anyway, and they were very close to being you or, or me. It wasn't just low income people. It's, it's just people in, you know, low wage jobs. They are working, but they're, you know, they're just not quite making it. So, you know, anything that's going to disrupt the balance of that and put, um, you know, even non low-income people out of work for a while. That's just something we probably should have seen happening. Well, yeah, I wonder how well prepared we'll be for the next crazy thing that we can't even imagine. <laughs> exactly. No, but I think this is a good wake-up call for, for all of us is to, okay, you know, did we, as, a, as people, did we, did we as business people or even personal-wise have, you know, were we prepared for something like this? And where I think Certainly, you're going to hear from many others that they will be more prepared next time, um, if there is a next time. So I'm I'm pretty positive that we would, you know, we would be more quick to respond, or you know, not just sit here and go, okay, what are we going to do? We're actually going to have a plan for what we would do um, times like this. So I think it's I think it's it's almost been helpful to go through this. Does that sound terrible? But it's almost been helpful to go through something like this so that we know that it can never hit us like this again. I mean, yeah, I, 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 feel, I, I feel kind of confident in that. It's, it doesn't make it any funner to go through it, um, but at least you know you can be prepared and you can protect yourselves and your employees and you know, people out and about and, and just know what kind of needs could arise from something like this and be prepared to deal with them or at least try to. Shelly, you and I have yeah. known each other and worked together for actually way more than a decade now. I was thinking about it probably more like 15 at least years, but a, cu- right. a couple of things that I, I'm curious about. One is I, I was, I've been in the hunger task force building and you've shown me around, including just last, late last fall, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw, you know, some of the things that you were able to, you know, kind of stockpile or have extras of um, and how quickly did that disappear and how much shock did that put you in? And my second question is, you are, you know, as the Hunger Task Force, I know that you receive a lot of actual food um, that's, you know, getting close to expiration or whatever from, you know, grocery chains and stores and good community members. 
that give those items to the hunger task force because there wasn't necessarily surpluses of those things did those donations kind of stop well you know it's interesting well okay first of all how quickly did did everything that we have disappear um you know i think it, it was almost in um, panic mode you know how people were hoarding the toilet paper and such and i think people came in here and just grabbed like crazy um just to, because they didn't know what was going to happen and they wanted to be ready too um, and so our supplies, you know, immediately, immediately decreased. Um, and I, I did reach out to La Crosse County about that, and maybe we can talk about that a little later, what, what happened with that. Um, but, yeah, we did see an increase. It was, a, it was a big shock, but it wasn't because the day by day as we, you know, we're seeing what was going around, on, around the world and, you know, the hoarding of toilet paper or, you know, cleaning supplies, we, we kind of expected that that was going to happen with us. Um, so, so what happened, that was interesting, um, Jean. It was really interesting that, that we do get food from distributors, um, you know, and, and grocery stores that, that are very close dated. Um, and so we need to move that quickly to the agencies that we work with. But what happened here was actually we were getting loads and loads and loads and loads of pallets and pallets of produce that these distributors originally were selling to, to restaurants and things like that. And when the restaurants closed, distributors were, were kind of stuck with all of this product. So we were getting pallets, you know, five, six pallets of lettuce, um, you know, all one type of thing. And so we had that happen for a good three weeks until they were able to get their, you know, their supply kind of back to normal again. Um, so we saw just a massive influx of, fresh foods and, and, and things like that, that we really had to, and there were pretty good dates on them. We just knew that we had to move all of this lettuce and one or two pantries can't take a whole pallet of it. So we had to come up with some interesting ways to get this food out to the public, knowing that there were people out there, schools are closed, where are the kids going to get their meals? This again was all before the school district um, set up a, a delivery program. Um, but it was almost like immediately we had to say, okay, how do we how do we get this out to, to um, people in need? And, and we came up with creative ways to do this. Boys and Girls Club um, had to close, but they wanted to help. The Northside schools were, were closed as well, but they wanted to help. So we, we set up some public distributions. Um, you know, they were, they were temperature controlled, and, and, um, but just trying to get this massive amount of product out to people. Um, so there were drive-up kinds of things going on where we would distribute food that way. Number one, it gave people the food, and number two, we didn't have to throw this away. It wasn't wasted. Um, so we, we were in, again, kind of where are we going to put all this food? We only have a cooler that's so big. Um, it's pretty big, but it's only so big, and, you know, massive amounts of things coming in. We really had to move it quickly with pantries closing left and right and programs closing left and right, not knowing what they were going to do yet. So... It was actually, my heart is starting to beat as I was thinking about what that felt like for us. Oh gosh, what are we going to do now? So things changed daily for a long time. Now we've, we've kind of got it, you know, it's evened out a little bit. We know how long, well, we know at this point, at least we've got the, the safer at home for a little bit longer. So things are going to continue as is. This is Around River City. We're talking with Jean Taylor from Midwest Family of La Crosse and Shelley Fortner, Executive Director of the Hunger Task Force. And when we come back, we're going to talk about one of those programs that was born out of this situation, 
Food Drive Fridays. That's coming up on Around River City. Welcome back to Around River City. And by the way, if you want to find more episodes from the Around River City podcast, or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the Around River City podcast, or if you just want to keep up with lots and lots of things that are happening around our area, you can go to aroundrivercity.com. Back to our conversation with Gene Taylor and Shelly Fortner from the Hunger Task Force. And Shelly, we were talking about the ongoing need for the services and the products that you provide, and that certainly has not gone down at all thanks to the coronavirus. The need is still there, isn't it? Right. Well, and I, you know, in the in the beginning of all of this, I, I talked to, you know, a friend of mine that that works at the county health department, and I said, I don't know what we're going to do. We have food drives canceling left and right. With the big post office food drive was supposed to be held in May. Uh, we know we're not going to get that. There was a Boy Scout food drive in March. Obviously, that was canceled. We had a fundraiser in March, our Rockin' Out Hunger. That was canceled. The, the really great 95.7 The Rock .01K, that was canceled. St. Patty's Day, I mean, everything canceled all at once, and we just thought, my gosh, how are we going to make it through this summer when typically all of these things benefit us? So um, she said, give me a minute. Let me let me do some thinking and, and actually... Probably in about a half an hour, she called back and she says, the county's going to hold a food drive. And by then, she had gotten the rotary groups, um, iFeed, um, you know, just so many people in on this food drive. And, and we started Food Friday Fridays. And it's just been, it's really been overwhelming, the, you know, the support from the community. But it all happened so fast. I think sometimes we surprise ourselves in situations like this, how fast we can react. Exactly. It was it was really amazing. And the first two food drive Fridays, you know, I mean, we had an anonymous donor that said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna match any donations up to twenty five thousand dollars." This was this was such a great thing. Wow. And the community came through. We hit that match almost the first week, just in cash and financial donations. And the food came in. It was about fifteen thousand pounds of food the first week. Just phenomenal. And we've got, you know, another four Fridays to go. So. Hopefully, we're going to be in, in good shape over the summer months. We're still looking forward to, you know, any other food drives in the summer. But again, because of um, Stamp Out Hunger, the National Association of Letter Carriers postponing theirs, we were really going to be in trouble until actually Rotary Lights in November. And Jean, I know uh, our job in situations like this is to help get the word out, help motivate people. How long did it take? you and our company to say, oh, that's a good idea. We'll be part of it. The food drive Fridays. Oh, one minute. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) One minute. I mean, you can't hear a situation like that where, you know, in talking with, um, you know, the County and, and Shelly and, you know, Lindsay or that we work with at the County and and Shelly and hear that not only, you know, I know the good work that these organizations, the, the, all the, pantries and the food banks and the, and the youth programs that the Hunger Task Force supports, not in just La Crosse, but all these outlying communities and counties. And you know that, then you hear that there's a 40% increase in people coming to get those goods that normally, you know, don't at all ever, but we're so affected by the furloughs and layoffs and, you know, rollbacks and, and jobs and hours and 
that, I mean, that's a huge number. That's a huge number of people to feed. Yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we were very lucky at the Hunger Task Force that we're, you know, we're essential too, just like you guys. Um, And so we, you know, we didn't lay anybody off or we didn't, you know, lose our employees. But I I can't imagine all of the businesses and restaurants and, you know, they had to do that with their employees. And like I said before, you know, a lot of these people are just one paycheck away from needing these services. So this is exactly what we found out. And, you know, quite honestly, if you look at the numbers from the food pantries that we've been collecting for years and statistics that come from that, about 80% of people who use food pantries are working already. So these are not people that are just not working. These guys were working all along. They're just in low-paying jobs, and so now some of them aren't working. That just makes it even worse. Well, I imagine there's a lot of people that are using your services for the first time. Yeah, I think there is. Um, there's, you know, we're serving, I know that the uh, Logan um, High School Northside Schools group is serving about 400 families, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So, I mean, that's a, that's a lot of families that are, you know, looking for assistance. And, and that's, those are people that we might not have seen before. How hard is that, do you think, for someone to come to you or come to the come to the organizations that you that you uh, supply for the first time. Is there any advice on on how to do that or how to feel better about doing that? I, can, I you know I could see that that people might be you know a little nervous about having to ask for help, but you know if you're looking around the community nowadays and you're seeing all of the great things that are going on, knowing that we're just caring about each other right now, reach out when you need that because you might be able to do something for somebody else. And, and this is a temporary situation for a lot of people. They just need help over the hump now. We're still a little unsure how things are going to go in the next several months. Um, use us. We're here. We're all here working together to help. So just become part of that, whether the, you're, the, you know, you're the helper, the, you're the user right now. I mean, everybody's just kind of working together. Shelly, I know that, you know, not only at the Hunger Task Force itself, but certainly with these Food Drive Fridays that we're a part of um, every Friday through the month of May, the amount of volunteers that you need to pull those events off, as well as keep your, you know, keep stocking and keep distributing. And, and as you mentioned, getting that, you know, the program for the fresh uh, produce out. Are, are you seeing more people giving of their time and how does that feel? Well, that was, you know, again, that started out very slow. I think people were a little leery. How are, how is this going to be done? Are we, you know, we're going to have the protective gear that we need to do this volunteering. Um, but people are starting now to say, okay, I'm a little comfortable going out a little bit. I, I know that if I have my mask and my gloves that I can do a little more. Um, and I think it's important to people that come and volunteer in our warehouse that they know that we have those uh, protective things in place um, and, and all of that is to help with volunteers and the, our clients that come in and each other. So they've, the, the volunteers have started to come back slowly but surely. And so, I, I mean, we really are in need of volunteers pretty much like we always were. So I'm happy to see them coming back. And, um, you know, whether it's an hour or two of your time to help us sort the food that came in. Of course, we keep it quarantined for about four days before we get that sorted. Um, but there's... You know, I think, Gene, you know, just from having been in here, that there's, there's always something to do to help us. Well, if people want more information on the Food Drive Fridays specifically, we have all the information at aroundrivercity.com. What is the best way to find out 
about what you have going on, Shelley. What's your website? Um, our website is www.lacrossehtf.org. Check out our Facebook page. We've got things going on there. People are holding chicken queues. We're part of the Hunger Relief Federation of Wisconsin now who is dealing with um, the milk that they're dumping around the state and trying to rescue that. Um, the Federation has put in a million dollars to stop that from happening. So we'll be seeing cheese and butter and things like that coming to our area as a result of this. Um, a lot of people working together. So those kinds of things will be shared on Facebook and, um, you know, stop in and talk to us and find out what's going on. There's, there's a lot of ways to keep in contact with us. So are uh, either of you feeling optimistic about things? Maybe not super short term, but in the, in the long term? Oh, gosh. Don't everybody answer at once, Gene. <laughs> no, I know that's a pretty just, broad question. but It is. And it's kind of a scary question because am I comfortable? I, I don't think I'm comfortable because there's so many unknowns yet. But I, I think that we're taking the steps that we need to take to kind of at least get through it. And it's just been really, really good for me to see. And it makes me feel, you know, a little bit more energized that, that we, you know, we're not the only ones going through this. Everybody is going through this. The whole community is going through this. The whole world is. And, you know, just trying to do the right thing. And, and I, think we're, I think we're taking some steps to do that. La Crosse County is doing great. Um, you know, we're all, I think, feeling a little bit better. If we're not feeling better, we're at least okay right now. What do you think, Jean? Yeah, I, w I was going to say that, you know, I, the very first Friday of the Food Drive Fridays, people were so, so generous. And quite frankly, Shelly, I expected that to wane a little bit the second week. And while it certainly was a little less, it was still very significant and very generous. And right. I, I just hope that um, everyone, and I think they do, I think, I think people understand that you know, you, you can't put a Band-Aid on a need like this and just expect it to go away. This is, this is significant. This is very, very impactful. And for quite an extended period of time, the people that have the ability to help, you know, their neighbors and their community members who are really having a tough time, you know, it's, 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 it's their responsibility to the place we call home to do what we can to help each other. Yeah, I, I agree. I hope that, you know, absolutely, you know, I kind of expected the, you know, the the food drive to, you know, bring in a decreased number of, of, of pounds and, and financial donations. And it, it kind of did. But just to see that it did continue really well and, and that it's so important for all five, six weeks of this to go just as well, because we're not meeting a need right now we're looking to continue this for months and months to come. So anything we can get now helps us to do that better. Well, I, uh, the phrase that's been used so often, you know, we're all in this together. I think we've all yeah. heard that maybe more than we ever thought we would. You know, I think one thing that I'd really like to tell you guys is that, you know, obviously you hear so much about media nowadays and, you know, I think that we are so lucky in this area to have you guys and, you know, everybody that just says, oh my gosh, yes, sign us up, we're in, and how supportive you are um, at Midwest Family, you know, 
especially that you're able to jump on these things like with no thought. Like you said, Gene, it was like a minute until you decided. And I just, I'm so grateful for you guys um, that you're willing to do this kind of stuff all the time. It's not just this. You've come through for Hunger Task Force and other organizations just for years and years. And I just think that's terrific. And I wanted to thank you. Jean. Uh, thank you, Shelley. That was very kind of you. And I know the hard work that you put in and I, and I'm thinking about those first few days and, and, and what that looked like for you and that food arriving and your volunteers being down because they were scared. And, uh, and I'm guessing those were some of the longest days you've ever put in at the hunger task force. And by the way, a very um, morally rewarding position. And mm -hmm. that's, it's, you're certainly not in it for the finances, my love. <laughs> you are in it for what you uh, get out of it personally and what your gifts are that give back to the community. So we thank you for that kind of work. Um, that's super, super important. Well, thank you. We're, we're happy to do it. We're still happy to do it. I mean, there's a mission that we have and it's not ever going away. So here we are and with your help, we keep going, huh? I want to say thanks to Shelly Fortner, Executive Director of the Hunger Task Force, and also Jean Taylor. She's our Operations Manager for the six radio stations at Midwest Family of La Crosse, and she's also half of the morning show on 95.7 The Rock. Thank you both. This has been a really good, eye-opening conversation. If you want to see more episodes from Around River City, or if you want to subscribe to the podcast, you can go to AroundRiverCity.com. I'm Ken Cooper, and this is Around River City.